Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Behind every company, there's a time-tested engine keeping it moving. By earning your accounting degree online from Grand Canyon University, you can advance your career by identifying business efficiencies and building business models. Become a core team member by keeping business on budget and on track to success. What do you think accounting careers look like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Kaiju Curry House. My name is Alex, I'm joined by host Paul. Hello. Joe. Howdy there. And our very special guest tonight, Mr. Jason Welling of AwesomeCollector.com. Hello, Jason. Hello. Hello, Alex. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me on. No, thank you very much. Um, Let's start off, let's get straight into it with Paul. What have Kaiju been up to? Since the last recording, it was my birthday, and I got some kaiju-related goodies. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. So I've got a nice jumper for the cold season ahead with a picture of Godzilla on, and it says, Long Live the King. <gasps> that was from my mum and dad. I love that. I, it was a nice surprise, because normally you kind of know, or I know what I'm getting most of the time. Your mom gave you a jumper? <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> A kaiju jumper. I don't have many jumpers. I don't have any kaiju. Well, I'll do now. So yeah, so that was great. Um, I also got that um, the 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 book, the Ray Harryhausen Lost Movies by John Walsh. It's brilliant, isn't it? I haven't read it yet. Oh. Yeah, I definitely want to get that too. Tell me, you at least looked at the pictures. It looks nice, but I haven't opened it. Oh, it's no. still it is still sealed. Oh, it's just it's just there to be looked at, um, but I will be. Have you got you know, a copy of it, Jason? No, I don't. I was gonna I definitely want to check it out. I seen you guys did the podcast about it and stuff, so it is definitely yeah, brilliant. a good one to check out. So to, mm. to to point this out for all the fans who are listening, or you know, that may be on the fence about the book, it has all the movies that didn't get made, but it does have the movies that did get made that we all love in there too. So it's not like it's, you know, like all the movies that you love that Ray Harryhausen did. They're in there too. There is behind the scenes artwork, stuff like that. You know, like all that good stuff is in there for the movies that he did do kind of his reference points to say, like he was doing this at the time when he, you know, like said no to this project. So it's great on multiple levels, but definitely get it. Okay. No, that's really interesting. I can't wait to get into that. Um, and I also got a game for the PlayStation, City Shrouded in Shadows. Oh, I've been wanting to see that. It's a Japanese game, so I don't know how I'm going to get on. I- I'm just going to have to press buttons until it starts playing. 
but it looks really it, lo- it looks pretty cool um so you're a survivor or you're going to try and survive um in a city being attacked by kaiju like um actually i don't even know i think ultraman's in it and um godzilla and uh eva unit they, they just kind of broke all the rules they they threw everyone in there yeah just threw everyone <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to trying that. Are you so you're a survivor? You don't you don't control a kaiju. You're just a survivor, right? Yeah, so you're just a, an average person. You are a human being trying not to get squished. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is that is the whole premise of the game. Yeah, have you played it, Joe, or seen it or anything? I've seen it when it came out. I was looking at all the stuff, and I was just amazed because normally Toho's very closed with. You know, like the way that they allow Godzilla or, you know, like their characters to interact with other properties. Yeah. But in this, you have, I think, Gamera's in it, Godzilla's in it, Ultraman's in it. It's just everything you could throw in. And I was just thinking, wow, someone's a great negotiator. I'll tell you what. But (laughs) you don't see, I, I don't think you actually see any of them fighting. You're a human being running around amongst the rubble and you have kind of like, goals like to get to the end or across the city or whatever and you have to make choices and this is may this may be where you run into trouble paul because my guess is the choices will be in japanese yeah as i can't read japanese (laughs) 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 there are there are apps that you can get for your phone though you can i guess you can hold the phone up so that you can see the screen and it will translate in real time for you there are great phone apps for that oh that's an idea yeah i've never yeah i've never um, done that I could. I know you, you could do the speaking one but I haven't seen one that takes a picture and converts it no 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 you don't even need to take a picture you just hover your phone over the text and it just changes wow that's really yeah. clever I'll, I'll be um, searching the app store later on for that that sounds pretty that's impressive <laughs> yeah engineer that works abroad I have used that so many times it is so great oh okay what a time to be alive yeah <laughs> it does sound a little bit like magic I have to admit <laughs> yeah, that is magic, isn't it? What's this witchcraft? <laughs> yeah, what is this new devilry? Well, I have opened your eyes, oh. gentlemen. <laughs> you have, yeah. That's going to be really handy. It's too late at night for my eyes to be open. I'm tired. <laughs> tired, go. God damn it. So, yeah, so, that, so I've been, I haven't been up to that much, but I've got lots of kaiju stuff to look forward to with the holidays coming up and time off work, so... I mean, t- yeah. Um, to be fair, Paul, that's more than you have like spoken in the last two episodes. So you know, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. All good. Excellent. <laughs> right, um, Alex. What have Kaiju been up to? Yeah, yeah. And no, I, I deserve that question thrown at me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So a couple of things. I am um, back in August. The Criterion Collection for the. Showa era of Godzilla got announced. Is it Showa or Shower? What What do you say, Jason? I wouldn't go by what I say, but I say Showa. <laughs> oh, yeah, the man knows. <laughs> okay, so back in August, I pre-ordered through uh, Zoom.co.uk, and the Criterion Collection was going for around 150 quid, so big money, but all 15 of the Showa era Godzilla films. And I thought, right, you know what? Let's do it. Blu-ray, job done. Um, promo code brand new customer, 10% off, so it was worked out, it's 135 quid. Then I started to get close to Christmas and I thought, this is a very extravagant gift for myself, I can't really justify it, so I cancelled the order, well in advance. Then the parcel still turned up, and I messaged Zoom and was like, look, 
I love this, but um, actually I cancelled the order and I've checked the uh, details and within your returns policy, you know, um, I can return it. And I waited for a reply, I didn't get one. So three days later, I messaged and said, hi there, um, blah, 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 return please. Didn't get a reply. And then I thought, okay, twist my arm. I guess I'll keep the Criterion Collection. <laughs> that was their left. policy all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it was a slightly weird situation. It was almost like anticlimactic because it was like, ah, I cancelled it. Oh, that's a bit of a shame because I did want it. But I thought, no, it's it's a lot of money for a Blu-ray collection. And then it arrived. I'm like, ah. Oh. And there were loads of people being like, God damn it. The pre-order's closed and there's no copies of it available. It's all sold out. And Paul's messaging me saying... Dude, keep it. Don't return it. No one can get a copy anywhere. And then I'm like, all right, okay. And then a load of them came available again. And Joe was like, I told you that there'd be plenty available. And I'm like, yeah, Joe, I know that. But so I've been all over that. I've been on an emotional roller coaster of Criterion Something collection. Something tells me you would have got it one way or another, right, Paul? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think I have a new return policy for Awesome Collector in mind. Too. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> So that, that's been quite entertaining. Um, I sat down and watched Krampus, finally, 2015 Christmassy film, uh, directed by Michael Doherty. Um, I thought Krampus was all right. I wasn't amazed by it. Um, I thought that it kind of like set the scene very, very well. And I like kind of the, the snowy blizzard landscape and thought oh this looks good and then when krampus started that's just that's just like north america during winter dude like that's the <laughs> you make it sound like you make it sound like an apocalyptic wasteland no that's that's just like you know it's like the midwest in uh november <laughs> i mean you know from the northeast so it always looks, it always looks like a post-apocalyptic wasteland but um you know not not with the snow not that much anyway so like the, the setting of it looked great and then krampus kind of appeared and i thought oh he looks good and then actually i felt like very little was done with krampus it was more demonic gingerbread men and i'm like i don't care about demonic gingerbread men Go i thought we called them yokai <laughs> oh sure <laughs> call them yokai if you want. Um, call them strange beasts. Call them demonic beings. But yeah, I, I don't know. What did you think of uh, Krampus, Paul? I'm trying to remember it. I, I have seen it. Yeah. And I don't... Again, I don't remember it being fantastic. But I don't remember not disliking it. I think I enjoyed no, it, the it film. Wasn't, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't amazing. It's a dark comedy, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is dark comedy, yeah. It's, so Yeah, I mean, like you said, the killer gingerbread men, quite... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, that was Krampus. And then my friend got chatting to me at work, and he was saying that he's, his son, who is six, and bless him, quite autistic, uh, quite a vulnerable little kid, he's got himself into Godzilla. And I said, all right, that's good. And he said, yeah, but the thing is, He's been wandering around making the charge-up noise that Godzilla does just before he does the atomic <laughs> breath. So at 10 p.m. at night, when they're trying to get the little boy to sleep, he and then he pushes over like a piece of furniture and goes. Whoosh. <laughs> but like, I, I think I do that. What's wrong? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are things that all of us do when we're alone. I mean, like, don't lie. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> oh yeah who doesn't make screeching noises i have my own routine but yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
And um, what was quite nice, actually, was the dad of this little kid kind of went on uh, Amazon and started typing in kind of like cheap and cheerful Trendmaster Godzilla toys, basically for something that will take kind of a battering from a six-year-old. I thought that was good. And that's kind of my segue for merchandise conversation. So yeah, I watched Krampus, Criterion Collection came along and um, my friend's son has got himself into uh, Godzilla toys. So that's good. You know what? I I will give this shout out for any parent of a young kid. If you can find, if you can find it, the most indestructible, resilient Godzilla toy out there, in my personal experience, is the Imperial Godzilla in the 80s. They're still knocking about, and you can still get them for like yeah. twenty quid over here. All right. So, yeah, I mean, like, not a lot of posability. I mean, like, if you beat somebody with it, like, it's made out of a tougher plastic or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't even I, think I have one. I think, yeah, it, I got one. I mean, that that's my childhood. I remember, like, it has like lips. It looks like it's wearing lipstick. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> That was my childhood. So I, if I read and was like a good boy for 10 days and like mm. if I got a gold star on each day, my parents would spend like, I think they were originally like $10 or something like that. Wow. Yeah. It was just like, we'll get you it. I was like, all right. So I was, I was an angel. Nice. But it is a murder <laughs> weapon. Yeah. So the spines <laughs> in the back. They are. Yeah. They are okay. So a um, bit sharp, bit sharp, but still it takes a beating. Jason Welling in the office with the Godzilla toy. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that dropped badly. Sorry, I don't Shit. have any in there. Okay. room over. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, Joe, what have Kaiju been up to? Right. So I already dropped last episode that I have purchased the Godzilla 1984 Rip version from yourself, Jason, which you. I am very looking forward to. That is my favorite Godzilla suit, hands down. That was the Godzilla I grew up with. So finally, there's an awesome sculpt. It's a light up. That was an instant for me. Um, and then other than that, I recently watched the entire series of Primal. And um, oh, yeah. if you guys haven't heard of it, um, Primal, it's done by the uh, – it's directed by the same guy that did Samurai Jack. I am going to like mispronounce his name, but it's uh, Gendi and Tartakovsky. I think that's how you say it. I apologize if he's listening. But um, anyway, it's Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy, only it's like the hard R, like Adult Swim rated version. And I think it's really cool. There's no dialogue, um, no, not even thought bubbles or anything. It's just two characters. One is uh, not even an ape man, but he's like kind of like a caveman-esque sort of fellow. And then the other is a female Tyrannosaur. And through mutual grief, um, they kind of come together and form a team. And it's just them kind of wandering around and taking out creatures or, you know, like threats as they move along. And so far, Adult Swim has released five episodes of it. They were all absolutely incredible. And supposedly this is midway where this midway through the season where they cut it off and it ends on like kind of a cliffhanger and there's like another five episodes to come out. But if you like devil dancer and moon boy, you know, like those 1 million years BC uh, hammer films, you know, like that kind of thing. It is totally a series to check out. Um, I think you can go online. I know our American listeners can, but you can go online to adultswim.com and watch the first episode for free. 
which the first episode is a really good episode. It kind of just sets the stage for what the series is going to be about. But I had, I, I watched that and I was like, oh man, this is great stuff. And then the um, painted version of the 1 million years BC Allosaurus by X plus dropped uh, pretty much the same time I finished that. So I was like, well, there we go. That's not, that's the next purchase right there inspired. So that was me. So Jason, to round this off, what have Kaiju been up to, sir? Uh, well, lots of stuff. Um, I also got the Criterion Collection. I've kept it. I didn't send it back. I didn't have any um, return policy problems. But it seemed like it was almost an obligation because of, I guess, my position. <laughs> it's like, did you get it yet? Did you get it yet? Did you get it yet? And a lot of people kept asking me, and I'm like, no, nah, I haven't gotten it yet. It's like, I'll get it. I'll get it. Because I kind of have... I think most of the movies it had the it has the Japanese version of King Kong versus Godzilla on it, um, which is harder to find, rarer, and obviously the Criterion Collection you get all the original you know um, some t- subtitled versions, so it, it's all great from there. Um, I haven't got a chance to watch very. I mean, I watched some of the Japanese um, Kong versus Godzilla, um, but I haven't got to watch all of them yet. I'm thinking it's probably a bad idea for me because I know my personality. I'm thinking about starting to pick up the Ultraman collections. I've never been like a big Ultraman collector fan. I just, it wasn't something that was around when I was a kid in the U.S. Um, Godzilla and Gamera were on, you know, Saturday afternoon matinee, you know, movies all my childhood. So I got into those, but Ultraman just never played. Um, and I guess they've always been around, but now they're really making a push um, to sell a lot of the series. And they're pretty cheap, like on Amazon and stuff. You can get them. I haven't bought any of them yet, but I probably will. I just I don't know when I'm going to be able to sit and kind of watch all these episodes. But it's something I'm kind of looking forward to. But I know the, the side effect will be that I'll want to buy more figures, <laughs> which... You know, I don't have infinite space or money, so that that tends to be an issue. Um, there is always space. Yeah, <laughs> you can just buy a second house and fill it with more things. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I could try something like that. Um, I don't know if it's kind of on the radar in the like in the UK or anything, but there's two movies that are put out by a. I guess it's a. I don't know what you want to call it. it they, they get it's a inter, it's a SRS video, and they get kind of like international movies, and then they release them, and they tend to be obviously lower budget. So they've gotten two Japanese movies. One's Rigo, and I think it's God of the Sea Monsters. I know exactly oh, yes. the ones you're talking about. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them advertised. I yeah. pick those up again, just kind of like out of obligation. I've watched the. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it. Raja, R-A-I-J-A. I watched it. Mm. It's, you know, it's a, obviously an indie flick. It's a, you know, low budget. But it seems genuine. It seems like they're trying. It's more comedic spin to it. Um, yeah. So I watched one of those. I haven't watched the second one yet. Or I don't know if I watched them in the right order or not, but I watched the, the Raja one. Um, Are they worth our time? Uh... Ooh, <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> I mean, it just depends. Like, if you read the plot synopsis, plot synopsis on either one, you know, it's really intriguing. It's like, oh, this could be really good. From what I've heard, is you can watch it and you can think, yes, I see. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I, I would watch <laughs> the trailer. I mean, I don't want to like give anybody you know a bad review or anything. I'm certainly not a reviewer. Um, but it's no. just I would say they're obviously they're low budget. But there's a third one coming out, and the guy that's in the U.S. that's helping release them is kind of teased that maybe um, can release some of their own movies or try to make some of their because they make like horror movies, but they're the low budget horror movies. So I have no idea how much a budget would cost to make a movie like that, but it just, I thought it was interesting from that um, standpoint. Um, as far as like merchandising goes, like I'm constantly, I guess, kind of swimming in X plus. Um, when I originally started the website, it was 30, like 30 centimeter figures and large monster centimeter figures were the two big lines. Um, as of a few years ago, they introduced Gigantics um, with GMK. Godzilla 2001 was the first one. And they kind of sprinkle in one of those, one or two of those a year, and those are very popular. So we're all waiting for Godzilla 2019 to come out. Um, the standard release is just coming out now, and the Rick's coming out in December and uh, January. That's the exclusive version. And then the Deferils, like the Deferils have been super popular. A lot of people like them. Um, they're just the rich man. The rich man's Funko Pops. Yeah, they're they're very detailed, expensive that is the Funko Pops. Perfect way to describe <laughs> yeah. them. Oh my gosh! It's all I they never are. thought of that. And if you before. ever look at the Godzillas, like the gods, like Godzilla 1962, like it's a gigantic head within like a body. Like I think the head yeah. is like almost the same size as a nah, gigantic. It's it's a Funko Pop. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, <laughs> but they're extremely popular. That's really what they are. Oh. Wow. Sorry, on that beautiful note, let's take our first break and then return to some great details about your X Plus collection. Hey friends, this is Cam, one of the hosts of the Gamer Heroes podcast. We really hope you're enjoying the show you're listening to right now. And if you are, please consider becoming a patron of the Heroes Podcast Network at patreon.com slash heroespodcasts. Your support would genuinely mean the world to us and would allow us to cover hosting costs for the website, get new equipment and software, and even make it out to different conventions and events to meet you, our loyal listeners. All Patreon tiers will get you access to the Patron Lounge and Slack, which will allow you to chat and interact with your favorite HPN hosts. On behalf of everyone here at HPN, thank you all so much for your continued support. We really couldn't do any of this without you. Welcome back to Kaiju Curry House. Uh, this is Jason Welling from Awesome Collector, and we've been talking about merchandise. Um, I guess I can just go on with uh, talk about X Plus and X Plus Collection. Is that what we want to discuss now? And we're always talking about X Plus, uh, like sort of in a passing way. But when did you start collecting it, and when did you come across it? Uh, Twenty thirteen was when I actually mm -hmm. first started getting my first figures. Um, I remember seeing Biolante advertised at the time, and that's probably what really got my attention. But Biolante was close to five hundred dollars, and I thought, well, that's crazy. I'm not, you know, I'm not buying anything that much. Um, and I got to poking around, and I, I've always been attracted for some reason. I, I still to this day do it. I always go after like the rare, obscure figures. So my first figure was Gulala from the X from Outer Space. That's my first mm -hmm. like X plus figure, and it's actually not even. It's a thirty-five centimeter scaled figure, um, but it was relatively cheap, uh, one hundred and fifty bucks or something was shipping, um, so it wasn't that bad. I picked up a Baragon, um, which was the the standing one that was a thirty centimeter figure, and then it just sort of blew up after that. I just sort of started paying attention to what X plus was putting out every week, 
or every month, excuse me, and just got into the Facebook groups. And, it can be like every week, yeah. depending upon what time of year it is. Yeah, I was actually going through a list earlier today. I mean, just a rough count of how many releases they've done this year is between 60 and 70. Gee, 70. So it's, it's a lot. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Because, I mean, it depends on how you want to count them, too. I mean, if you want to count Rick's, like the exclusive versions versus standards as two separate figures, it would even be more. Well, and I'm counting all the Ultraman stuff, too, which okay. a lot of collectors tend to ignore. If, if you take out Ultraman, you're probably about half yeah. that. Jason, why are they called Ricks? Because uh, no one's ever been able to explain that to me, and I've always been a bit like... I forget <laughs> exactly what it is. It's kind of embarrassing. I can't remember off the top of my yeah. head, but it's uh, G, the guy that runs X+. Plus. It's something to do with... I think it might actually be named after a guitar. Okay. But it, it basically just means exclusive. Yeah. Because like they get called the the Rick Boys or the Ricks for short, but um, certainly for myself, it's rare that I've ever kind of gone for a Rick because I've thought, well, I'm dropping best part of two hundred dollars on a figure once I consider customs and shipping, and it's like, hey, you know what? For an extra sixty dollars, you could get something even more expensive, and yeah. I'm like, how about not? <laughs> I'm already being stung. Sometimes, <laughs> though, I mean. With the Ricks, you can get a different paint scheme, a slightly different mm-hmm. pose, or you can have like a little optional extra. So, like to throw out Godzilla 1984, the original Rick extra for the Godzilla 1984 is you got like a little sea louse to come with it, or the gigantic GMK. You got, um, I think it was the movie title, and you got like the heart that's left over of him at the end of the movie, you know, like that beating yes. heart. You got that heart yeah. with the figure. So, and and I think another Rick extra that they did with that figure also is that you could have the blue fins or you could just have the regular white. So depending mm. upon how much you like that film, how much you like that suit, what have you, you can go with Rick's. So I have a little Rick behind me and I, uh, I like it because it's the Godzilla Earth and the like dorsal plates like light up. So mm. I enjoy that because my daughter enjoys that. And, you know, it's just a little thing. It didn't cost that much more. But, you know, there's also a gigantic Rick Shin Godzilla sitting behind me as well, which looks flipping amazing because <laughs> it has the open mouth. It has the purple fins that are translucent. You don't mm. get that with the standard one. So to each their own. I mean, bricks can be very cool, but it's kind of like weighing how much more is this costing versus what I'm getting? Mm. Sorry. The closest I've been to getting a Rick was when I recently bought from Jason, who's with us now, when I got the Godzilla vs. Destroyer film Burning Godzilla. That was a sculpted by Yuji Sakai, so it's already a bit more expensive. And the standard version that I went for has the ordinary white dorsal plates with some orange at the top. And it looks great. I mean, have you seen it? Um, Jason, presumably you've seen it out of the box. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cracking figure. It looks absolutely mint. And then the Rick got announced and I looked at it and the orange was all translucent. And I'm like, damn, I want that. And then I looked and I was like, well, this figure's already $300 plus shipping, plus customs. Ouch. Yeah. 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 And I had to kind of go, no, bad, don't do that. <laughs> However, you know, you know when you go around a friend's house and you kind of want to rave to your friends, say, oh, I've been around a friend's house, it was so cool, and you have, like, house envy? Well, 
when I went round to your house for the first time, Joe, I was literally texting a couple of my friends being like, I'm round my friend's house. It's so awesome. And they're like, oh, wow, it's a big house. I don't care about the house. I've seen this massive Godzilla thing. And like, oh, flip sake, Alex. Piss off. Leave me alone. And I'm like, no, I don't understand. Sending a picture of it. Yes. Everybody it's, it's loves Godzilla. Mikey. Everybody loves the geek office. Everybody yes. loves it. Oh, it's glorious. It's a glorious yeah, office. It is. It's gotten um, more geeky too. <laughs> oh dear! No, I was like, I don't have any Rick, but I was just—I've been looking recently at the pre-orders for uh, Auger from Godzilla 2000, the the Funko version. Oh yeah! And now that's completely <laughs> no, different. Death no, for real. Death for real. <laughs> We're not doing that. Take We're super in too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because you got a standard one, and then you got the one with. Oh, so they're so different, though, aren't they? The Deferil between Orca and then Rick version. I think it's about a $40 difference. Yeah, but you get a lot with that $40. It's completely different. Yeah. So Godzilla 2000, which is the film that this comes from, Orga is a great villain. So basically, I mean, Orga is short for organism. It's an alien. But what it does is it steals genetic material from other organisms to survive in different environments. So it happens across Godzilla, and it's like, oh, this thing seems pretty good. I mean, it seems to be dominant in its environment. Let's take some of its genetic material. So Orga starts out looking kind of like this octopusy alien thing, and then it kind of morphs into this more like gorilla-ish alien thing, to give it an mm. idea. And then yeah. Godzilla charges it, and then and one of the more, I guess, surprising points in that film it just like kind of splits halfway down the middle and then engulfs Godzilla and starts like taking, you know, like copying his DNA, like John Carpenter thing style. And you can see like dorsal plates starting erupting out of like Orga's back. And he's starting to look more and more like Godzilla, which was an awesome point in the film that really showcased some great special effects. However, Orga kind of forgot that Godzilla spits radioactive fire. So <laughs> while Godzilla's face is halfway down Orga's throat, he gets mm. the bright idea, hmm, I don't like this, and toasts the creature from the inside. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just prior to that, but it showed, I mean, like the two figures, the Godzilla 2000 Defo Real and the Orga Defo Real, the Rick versions, they fit together and they showcase that scene perfectly. And it is glorious. If there was a 30 centimeter Orga that looked like that, like as he's morphing into Godzilla, that's going to be the thing that everybody will go for, I feel. X plus if you're listening. Yeah, they have to make one. They made the Lord of the Monsters <laughs> series version of like the the standard, like you described, a gorilla looking figure. But they got to do the one that's that that version for sure. It was so cool. We'll see. So cool. It just I remembers. Actually, I actually think. I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I actually think X Plus was a little maybe hesitant to release Oregon, a little surprised maybe how popular it was in the U.S. because we had it was another kind of. Um, uh, Facebook chat interview, whatever you want to say, on Facebook a year or two ago, and Guy, who is the you know the director of X Plus, it's actually G. Sorry, his nickname is G. I mess up and call him Guy sometimes. Um, but he people had mentioned Orga, and it seemed kind of like a surprise maybe to him. So I don't know how. Maybe it caught him off guard. Hopefully, it does pretty well, and then we do get some more figures from that hmm. that line. Because there are a couple of um, kaiju that have never been covered by X Plus, to my knowledge. I think uh, Megagirus, also from the Millennium Era, so yeah, from yes, Godzilla versus Megagirus. Um, that's not being covered. 
That's wow. going to be a figure that needs translucent bits, though, so that's going to be an interesting one. Um, yeah. We haven't got the Batra Amigo. I, I don't know how you would say it. Batra that looks like a Batra. Imago. Yeah. Imago. Yeah. Um, the moth version, um, but uh, the proper moth. But the one thing that was teased that I still haven't seen, where's that Mecha King Ghidorah? It's been on its way for ages. Yeah, they just um, teased us and... It's, I think they've got to be – I mean, again, my speculation, I'm not privy to any extra information, this kind of information anyway, that I could, you know. Um, but I think they're probably waiting to kind of give us a lot of stuff would be my guess. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Mecha King Ghidra and then we get a King Ghidra 91 and then they do something with the Godzillasaurus and the, Dor- the Dorats and – Kind of everything. Like Dorats are amazing. So I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I need to have a thirty centimeter actual size Dorat. Oh, there you go. That's what, I, that's what I'm waiting for. I want the death <laughs> real version. That would work too. <laughs> Goodness, so the yeah, full so pop version. <laughs> and when we come to post up this episode, we'll be sure to include some shots of what the Dorats look like because they are an acquired taste, but arguably very adorable and certainly. They have the cute factor going for them. I think everyone's um, everyone's five-year-old daughter wants one, so certainly mine's guilty. It's like either. the Pikachu version of Ghidorah. Yeah. <laughs> it really well, is, it, well, it? It's, it's, chib- it's chibi Ghidorah, isn't it? Chibi, yeah. yeah. Have, have any yeah. of you watched Mandalorian with the baby Yoda that everyone's talking about? I have, yeah. It seems the, like the memes have been great. Dorat's kind of the same thing, right? There's three of them, so... I have not seen The Mandalorian yet. I refuse to crank no, out more either. money for Disney Plus. I have Netflix, you know, like as I terrible as it is. I got it for free for a year, so Oh, cool. I bought I bought the actual DVDs of Gargoyles. I'm set. I don't need Disney Plus for that. <laughs> no, we are we are collectors. We we buy physical copies of stuff. Um I promised myself, Jason, that we wouldn't just ramble about X Plus. And I think Certainly for this conversation, for this episode, we're going to be chatting about merchandise broadly wherever possible. For many people who have an interest in, you know, kaiju merchandise, but maybe don't want to go anywhere near shelling out on the ludicrously expensive stuff that we fanboy over, what would you encourage them towards? Um, cheap. I mean, you could probably get them easier in the UK, like NECA's doing some nice stuff. It's much more reasonable priced. I think the figures are actually, they've made improvements with a lot of the figures, but the, the selling point for me and what really turned my head was the new box art that they're coming out with. Yeah. Um, they're, they're adapting the posters from the Ooh. movies and putting them in closed boxes. I am, I collect packaging as a collector. I, a lot of people like buy the box. With X Plus, this is kind of a nightmare because the boxes are gigantic. No pun intended. They're all big boxes. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like collecting packaging. I just, I've always been that way. And I don't, I dislike opening packaging when I, if I have to open something and it destroys the packaging. So in other words, when I used to, like if I buy a carded figure, like a He-Man or whatever you want to say, yeah, yeah. Star Wars figure yeah. or something, you have yes. to destroy the yeah. packaging to get that figure out. Yeah. What I like about the yeah. new NECA packaging is that you can just take the figure out and you still have the box. You can put it back in, and you still have the box. Mm. So for me, that's like two big selling points. And again, I don't know what the pricing. I mean, I think you can probably get them much cheaper in uh, in UK from you know, like UK sellers and stuff. For me, the mm. the shipping for me would still be you know ridiculous, even a small box. 
um, to Europe. But yeah, they are quite cheap. Yeah, but I, I think those are really nice. Yeah. Is it £25? Necker have upped their game massively. I have been looking for that Mothra, just like the regular standard Necker Mothra for my little girl, and I can't find it anywhere for less than £40. I'm just thinking, Okay. when did that get so expensive? So are they limited run then? I can help you out on that one, Joe. (laughs) Yeah, cool beans, dude. I knew you'd have the (laughs) hookup. I still have a few of them in stock. I just didn't get them back on the website, and they're actually doing a green one now too, a green or bluish colored one. Some yeah, kind of it's the movie. Variant. It's like the movie trailer version of behind the waterfall. It's that version. Yeah, yeah that color. I'm sure I'll get both. Oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it naked is doing absolutely phenomenal stuff. And the thing is, I think I can't say enough. They're poseable. So if you've got a kid, I mean, you know, they aren't meant for kids. But if you got a kid that you know that would have the same ideas or like play ideas that I had when I was a kid, that posability is great. And they are designed in such a way that whilst they look great, you know, as an adult collector, you can also have them as a kid and just play with them. And I just remember being young and like having dinosaur figures and like those rubber dinosaur figures would only have one pose. And I was a little bit, you know, irritated with that, but at the same time, I was happy to have them. Now though, with NECA, you can actually have like the full posable range with the Godzilla figure as a kid and play with it. And it's kind of like that rubbery plastic, you know, it can take a beating. It's got like a nice, nice heft in that figure, but they look realistic too, or as real as like you would want them to be representing that character. I think that's just great for kids. I think that they're really overlooked in that function. I mean, NECA is making them for, you know, teenagers, adults, but at the same time, if you're an eight-year-old kid and you get, say, the NECA 1962 Godzilla, you're going to be over the moon, aren't you? I mean, yeah. yeah. And if that that's, like, maybe not kind of your biggest present from your parents, but say that kind of, like, falls under the category of grandparents' present, it's still quite a decent gift, and it's, like, it's a fair price but not going to break the bank. That would be quite excellent, yeah. wouldn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, for me, the, the biggest kind of issue with collecting of this franchise is the customs charges like i know that we have very little control over that but it's just such it's just random luck i've said in previous episodes jason (laughs) that sometimes i've ordered in a defa real model and the customs charge has been 30 pound wow and then i've ordered in a 30 centimeter figure and the customs charge has been 12 so and how, how do they calculate or what do they is it there's a like, there's a spinning wheel with a dart in yeah, the back yeah, yeah. room sounds like something yeah <laughs> um basically someone in the customs office just laughs maniacally as he flips a coin yeah it really is about that i it's really funny so when i go to the customs office the guy behind the counter at my customs office is american so I'm just sitting there. Like, he and I have great discussions about because you know I come in there often because I'm always getting stuff. But um, I'll come in there. It's like, what's the customs charge this time? Like, this doesn't seem to make much sense. And he just shrugs his shoulders. I don't know. I don't know who makes up the rules. I'm just here to enforce them. Fair enough, dude. Can I have my box now? So. <laughs> it's whenever I go to par- Parcel Force and I pick up my yeah, my box and I'm like, is it in yet? Yes. I take it off and they're like, what is it? Mm-hmm. 
toys and then just walk <laughs> off. And they're like, this madman, get him off the site. He's crazy. <laughs> you, you just yeah. need to like, you like turn around slowly with a big like Joker-esque grin and go like, toys? <laughs> and just like scamper <laughs> off. Yeah. I, one so, time, t- I one time got that question and I got caught off guard and wasn't ready to answer and they asked me what I had and I said, they're adult toys. Oh, <laughs> even better. Uh, okay. well, that was a little bit of a different answer. <laughs> yes. So for for folks that don't necessarily know me, um, I really I, I I'm not a big into cosplay, but I love Halloween. So this last Halloween, I actually went like full bore because my little girl said, "Daddy, you need to be a Ghostbuster for Halloween." And I'm like, you know what? I'm doing this. So I went, you know. All the way with this Ghostbusters outfit. Everybody, I, I've been asked to attend 80s art themed parties now in my Ghostbusters outfit because it's just that good. I'm really chuffed about this. So I was looking, you know, just recently on Amazon, I was thinking, you know what? I really like Indiana Jones, and Indiana Jones won't require me to make any electronics. This could work. So I'm just kind of like piddling around, looking at stuff, looking at costs. And if you look up Indiana Jones Whip on Amazon, good Lord, you're in for a shock. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> shock. They got to make the money somewhere. I don't want to do that now. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. By all means, just go on. And I, it's just like, you know, like the first two are like branded Indiana Jones Whip. And then they're like, you know, these other whips and they're really expensive. Then you scroll down because you filter them by price or whatever, right? Like, ah, oh, it's just mm. for a costume. I don't need to spend 80 pounds on a whip. So you go for, you know, like, okay, you know, if it looks really good, not that I'm necessarily going to use this for anything, but, you know, like 20 quid, let's say 20 quid. If you're looking for a 20 quid whip, you are looking for a different use of that whip. And I was, and then, you know, like you've gotten onto the dark part of Amazon. So when you get to that point, they just let you know, it's just like, don't worry, we're going to keep your secret. Like it actually sends you a message, like, don't worry, yeah. we'll send it in an unmarked box, all this. I'm like, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Hello, targeted ads. <laughs> wow. Goodness me. Yeah, but... Um, I mean, going back to the Ghostbusters um, cosplay that you did, I think that, like, it's up there, Joe, with built your child a treehouse, um, program the television, no, program, program the VCR, or programmed a video games console to the TV. The dad that does that when there's a five-year-old kid of a new console. There's kind of, there's levels of dad, godlike behavior, and I think kind of, <laughs> oh, one time I went as Ghostbusters. I'm not going to lie, I went into your house and it's like, oh yeah, you can come in my house, have a look at my Godzilla collection. Oh yeah, here's a He's a Ghostbusters costume. It's like, yeah, sure. Why don't you just like cut off my balls? I mean, I feel totally emasculated now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I know I'm half, only half a man. You know, this, this does, this does take this into an interesting topic though. So, you know how Rubies and these other folks have done Godzilla costumes recently. We got that uh, wall yes. bursters or whatever they call them, you know, like those <laughs> graphics. We got like yeah. those amazing costumes for Ghidorah, you know, like where you hold the oh, heads God. up. Those, so those are great. Those are great, like meme-esque <laughs> costumes. So there are, I mean, there are people like me that are strange enough and have 
you know, like willing to put forth the effort to like maybe go that extra mile. I feel like there is a vacuum left kind of in the merchandising department for Godzilla. Like when are we going to get like a legit costume? So right now you could probably get one of those Godzilla costumes that looks a bit cringe. Let's be honest. Someone put a little (laughs) bit of effort into it, but not enough. Like say (laughs) if you wanted, like if you got, because they have those inflatable ones, you know, like the inflatable Tyrannosaurus Rex that's all the rage. Yeah. But yeah. when you see those in real life, that is like, okay, dude, you have the Godzilla costume, live in the dream. I'm not going to knock that for you, but you just want something more. Like maybe you want like the foam one or something. I feel yeah. that if they did like a limited run or something like that of like maybe, you know, like $200 for a United States person, 200 pounds over here or whatever, but you got a legit Godzilla costume. I feel that would be like every fan's dream. Like they could like, and then they have a huge run of like different costumes, you know, like they can, mm. you know, do slight variants on it or maybe different monsters. But why is nobody doing that? I mean, because- the closest, the closest thing I've come to seeing that is one of our members who my brain's totally gone, but there was a gentleman who came along to our first convention. He's going to be returning the chap who came as the orange Kaiju that you basically got Robin commissioned Ford. as a suit. Robin. Thank you. Yeah. Um, basically Jason, uh, well done. Was- what are you going to say, Paul? No, I was just going to quickly try and find it on Facebook, but Joe's got a good memory. Yeah. So, um, when we had our Stratford upon Avon convention, uh, Jason, we had a gentleman who turned up kind of in this this fur, a fur suit, but like full it was this on kai- demon, full on yeah, like full demonic, on de- de- demonic kaiju suit, and Hellboy, like, Hellboy's dad, pretty much. You know, it was great. <laughs> yeah, oh, it looked amazing. And then I was chatting away to Robin, and he was like, "Oh, are you having another convention?" Like, yeah, yeah, we've got it planned for next year, twenty twenty. He was like, "Oh, cool, okay." And then he just said to me, "What suit do you want me to come in?" I'm like, "Excuse me." And he's like, what suit? And then sent me Whatever one pictures. you want to wear, Bay. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's a very personal question, young man. But um, he sent me four different uh, suits and was like, well, I had them all commissioned. And I'm like, whoa. So basically he goes to various kind of, you know, anime, horror, fur conventions, just in, in various suits. But they're all, you know, like 3,000 pound kind of realm of money, like big big money but then they look fantastic so there's got to be somewhere on a spectrum between inflatable yeah <laughs> inflatable godzilla suit for a fiver <laughs> and he is three thousand pound which i now calculate all my money and how many x plus figures is that you know so it's like three thousand pound huh that's 10x plus figures. <laughs> what do I want more? So, right. the great so, thing... Um, we're second gonna, break, you, guys. you know, no, you're not going to do the no, second on, break yet. I have to throw this out here. So, the best part about Robin showing up as this demonic creature is that there was a wedding, rehe- not rehearsal, but like, what do, you, what do you call it? There was the reception, the wedding reception. Yes, and Robin just yeah. casually strolled right through the middle of it in this like demonic creature, and it was great because because it was it's like he had enough maneuverability in it that he just went up to the bartender and he like laid his elbow up on the bar and sort of chatting up the bartender. And the thing is, is like his costume's mouth moves when he talks. <laughs> so I like, mean, everybody at the wedding reception was just. It was what is going on in this building? (laughs) It was surreal enough anyway, because Joe pulled out all the stops and as he always does, kind of took it to the next level. So we went to a very nice hotel. In fact, it was the Crown Plaza. But 
the majority of us who went were just kind of in jeans and hoodie kind of attire. So we basically looked like a collection of scruffy geeks <laughs> around very nicely dressed people for a wedding reception. It's like, all right, fair enough. We look a bit out of place. No, no, not as much out of place <laughs> as that demon. But then it just looked really odd. And you had people looking through like, what is this? And we're like, oh, it's a kaiju convention. Come in. No, no, no I'm fine. I'm fine. And Some of them really took it on board. Like, Rob, like he totally had pictures taken with some of like you know like the wedding folks it was absolutely hilarious but oh, again he just you know yeah. strolled right through it not around through it <laughs> <laughs> great dude loved every second of that yeah it was a wonderful moment you can take your break now <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you very much Average weight loss, 15.4 pounds in first two months. Our guarantee canceled within first 14 days. Discount with two months of auto delivery. Food charged and shipped every four weeks. Call or see website for details. Do you want to lose 18 pounds fast and improve your health? Now you can lose up to 18 pounds in your first two months with Nutrisystem. Get delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, even snacks and shakes delivered safely to your door. All delivered for free. It's easy to follow and you'll see results in your first week. Just text BODY to 323232. You'll get your favorite foods made healthier and perfectly balanced to put your body in fat burning mode. Text BODY to 323232. 32 right now and get 50% off a month of meals and shakes. That's right, 50% off a month of meals and 50% off a month of shakes with probiotics to help support your immune system. Just text BODY to 323232 right now. There's even a money back guarantee. Millions of people have lost weight with Nutrisystem, and you can too. Lose up to 18 pounds in your first two months. Just text BODY to 323232. That's B O D Y to 323232. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. As an educator, you've been leading students to grow, learn, and achieve for years. Take your passion to the next level by earning your doctoral degree in education online at Grand Canyon University. Become a change agent and help identify emerging trends in K-12 education. Develop innovative solutions and make measured improvements. What do you think making a difference in education looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hello and welcome back to Kaiju Curry House. I'm Paul here with Joe, Alex and Jason from AwesomeCollector.com. Uh, we've been discussing all sorts of awesome goodies on the site, mainly Godzilla and X+. Um, so, Jason, what other awesome things do you have on your site? Everything is One thing that we've we've been seeing a lot of previews for they showed them at New York Comic Con um, X Plus is I don't know the actual arrangement but they work with Star Ace Star Ace Toys I think it's maybe the same company or they share a lot of the same resources I'm not sure on the arrangement but basically Star Ace has a lot of different licenses um, they've done the Kong figures so they did the Skull um, Kong Skull, Skull Island figures from a couple last year a couple years ago um, and they have another Kong coming out early next year. And they've, they've done the Lycan uh, figure, which is a werewolf from the Underworld series. Um, they've actually done a lot of death reels they don't even have on the site yet. Uh, we were kind of discussing a little bit earlier. Um, I want to expand into different areas, and this is probably a logical place for me to expand. Because Star Ace has just sort of come out of, like, they came out and just started announcing all these different um you know, licenses they have to release. So they're doing Lord of the Rings, Deferils, and they're doing Lycan from Underworld, and they previewed Pulp Fiction, like one six scale figures. 
Like, my site's been mostly, like, Godzilla and giant monster, giant robot oriented. So, I, while I like these figures and I want to, you know, I'd like to sell them, collect them myself, it's kind of hard for me to shoehorn them into the site, but that is something I'm, I'm very interested in, in getting into, especially the Defarils. A lot of people have asked about different Defarils. Um, I know, like, the Jason from Friday the 13th did well um, for, you know, just for X Plus and Star Ace in general. A lot of people have asked about the Balrog from uh, Lord of the Rings, that Tefaril. And they're announcing, like, um, it from, like, well, Pennywise from the It movies. Um, so there's just a lot of different licenses they're doing. Uh, they're very popular. So that's uh, those aren't on the site, but it's kind of an area that I'm looking into. Other than that, like, obviously we do a lot of X-plus stuff. And then we focus on Bandai. Bandai releases... Um, a lot of stuff in um, Japan. Obviously, they do the monster arts. They did a lot of stuff for the the latest Godzilla movie. Um, and then they do Soul of Chogukin, which the, the most popular figures for that line in the U.S. have been whatever anime or like live action series trickled into the U.S. So Power Rangers has you know been some of the most popular ones, and then the two Voltrons. So there's Go, Go Lion Voltron, and then um, the vehicle Voltrons, what I always call them. Um, but those two have been popular recently. They're really pricey, expensive figures too. Um, but they, why are they so pricey as someone who might be interested? <laughs> uh, they're just extremely detailed, um, robot. Are they die cast metal or something like that? Yeah. They have some of that in them. Yeah. And they're, but they're oh, about cool. 10 inches, they're 10 inches tall. They're really heavy and they've just got, all kinds of variations like yeah you can just they're kind of like when i was i mean i collected a lot of transformers and stuff as a kid um but they're, they're kind of i guess they're the versions of those you always wanted to get as a kid like they're very like a masterpiece level of a figure um so they're, they're really nice but again very pricey some of them you know several hundred dollars that bandai also i don't i'm not into gundam but they do a lot of gundam releases in japan and I know those are extremely pricey too, and it's for the same reason. I've talked to people that collect that kind of stuff, and it's just the detail. I just, you know, just run out of you know money and space. It's the problem. <laughs> I'm gonna collect everything probably. And, and then we were talking about the Diamond Select is doing Diamonds doing a gallery um, series of releases. They're they're like ten inches tall, and they're I think Joe described them as kind of like X plus light is probably a pretty good yeah. description. Um, they've only they've shown three are available for order now. It's the ninth, Godzilla nineteen ninety one, the King Geeter nineteen ninety one, which lock together to form one kind of piece. Um, Godzilla stands alone pretty well. Geeter not so much, but together I think they'll look pretty well. And then there's a Godzilla nineteen ninety three, um, and it's going to have a Rodan that's like its you know partner companion piece, um, but it's not out for pre order yet. So we just have those three. But uh, overall, the site, I, I I try to just limit it to Godzilla and giant monster slash giant robot collectibles. Otherwise, you kind of, even with just saying that, it's hard to limit stuff. And I probably will grow it in different directions and try some different things out. But that's been how I've tried to kind of, you know, focus my, you know, my, my market or whatever. There you go. Those diamond select figures do look good. Okay. So have you chosen things that you have a passion for? Yeah, I mean that's that's tended to be 
I probably got into Godzilla collectibles. Like I said, 2013 was when I started with X Plus earlier. I actually got the f- when Monster Arts came out with the first release, which I think was a 95 Godzilla. I don't even remember when it was. And I got it from like a comic shop. And I was really impressed with the detail. I kind of waited my whole life for a Godzilla series, a Toho series of figures. I never was that. I have some trends ma- trend masters from the 90s and. Um, I had a couple Bandai. Um, I, I don't know what you would call them, the, the cheaper versions of Bandai. I just was never that much into those. I kind of waited for like X Plus my entire life, and to a lesser extent, uh, Monster Arts I think is pretty impressive. So those are the. That's basically what got me to start the website. The website actually started as kind of like a comic book website. I was selling comics and stuff, um, but the Godzilla stuff is passion. You know, it, it was on there from the beginning too, and it just did better. So I just. You know, I just decided to go in one direction, have one focus. Um, logistically, it was hard to manage a website where you could buy comic books and a Godzilla figure just for shipping and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It was hard to like. So if I ever do comics again, it would be a distinct website. But um, yeah, it's just it's stuff that I, I enjoy. But that's just where the focus has been. And I'm just trying to grow out from grow from that. And what does the future hold for awesomecollector.com? Do you think it's all awesome? <laughs> um, I have lots of ideas. The, fu- the future's bright. The future's awesome. I, yeah, I mean, hopefully, I like I said, I I'd like to. I like what X Plus does, and by extension, Star Ace. I think that's a good like the Allosaurus from what is it? Um, one million years species. Yeah, one, yeah. It's like that's a nice figure. I think that'll do well. And all the Ray Harryhausen stuff they could do that'd be incredible. So I'm kind of hoping they get into that. So I kind of, I mean, I could just put that on the site as is and that would do well. But I think maybe I need to, like a lot of the other, like they saw a lot of Harry Potter stuff. I don't know that much about Harry Potter. Um, and it would be kind, it would be hard to work that into the site. So it's, I, I want to expand, but you have to expand in like a, like a smart way, I guess. Like I can't just randomly kind of add things. So it's like, I want to mm. focus on it. Like, and it seems like Star Ace is a good place to just, Okay, I'll just carry everything that Star Ace puts out and then try to focus on that. But then, like I said, they're kind of branching into a lot of different things. They're just kind of seeing what, what works. And I I have some Transformers on the website. I have some He-Man figures on the website. I like one-six scale figures. Um, again, it's just kind of see what sticks kind of attitude. I, um, I have a lot of interest, a lot of different hobbies. And it's good just from a business perspective to be diversified. I mean, as much as I love Godzilla and it's doing really well right now, I mean, I can't predict the future either. So it's good to have like other, you know, other markets, other hobbies that uh, people would be interested in collecting. What I've noticed is that a lot of, at least folks in our fandom, because, you know, like they, a lot of intersecting interests and you see people like, oh yeah, look at this thing. I've noticed that articulated and scientifically accurate dinosaur figures have been getting more and more popular. Have you seen any of those? Like, or have you guys seen that? Because when I you know, like go on Facebook, say, I'm always seeing um, David Silva's stuff. Um, he came out, or he's kickstarting a Beasts of the Mesozoic product line. And if you don't know him, he's the guy that sculpts all of the Godzillas for NECA. So his idea was, all right, I'm going to make scientifically accurate dinosaurs, but we're going to give them a NECA level of posability and a really good size. And since uh, he did his first Kickstarter, and it was just Raptors. And 
that blew out of the water like giant huge every single backer goal on kickstarter which isn't necessarily easy to do like it's smashed through every one and now he's on ceratopsians which is like triceratops and stuff and then he's just now dropped after ceratopsians he's going to do tyrannosaurs because again the, you know like the ceratopsian one is blowing out of the water but i've i've seen a couple of like um knockoffs or not necessarily knockoffs but people who have piggybacked off of that same idea but they're just doing different dinosaurs so i I'm, I'm just i mean it's one of those things where you can have a fandom and you can just kind of see where like oh someone's had a great idea and then all of a sudden that idea has expanded in the industry the allosaurus is one thing that i've seen you know like suddenly i think we're going to get like a ton of harry house and stuff once the interest in that takes off well if that does happen then we'll be expecting a medusa which would be wonderful and I was just going to say, Joe, I've seen that Kickstarter too, and I, I kind of would agree with that. It does seem like there's a lot of people interested in dinosaurs. I mean, it just comes around. It kind of never goes away. We always have a Jurassic Park movie kind of coming out or yeah, you know, about to come out. I, I guess the question I would have, does, did anybody collect dino, ride, dino riders as a kid? After years of peaceful existence on the distant planet Valoria, Questar and his people were forced into battle. The power of their step crystal ripped a hole in the fabric of time, sending them backward to prehistoric Earth. Unaware that at the same moment the evil Emperor Krulos was plotting to capture the step crystal with his own grotesque Rulon forces. And so the battle continues in a new place in time with Dino Riders. Yes. Oh, Dino Riders. So, so oh, David, yeah. Sil- so David Silva, his Beast of the Mesozoic, the Sertopsian one. He's actually painted one in the same style as the Dino Riders because he wanted to do that. He took the same <laughs> species, and um, he uh, totally just out wow. and out went for the same paint scheme. I just I, that seems like the biggest no brainer for a relaunch. Maybe it's not as popular as I think it would be, but it just seems like it would be kind of a no brainer for like a green and like a green evergreen kind of a license that just is always popular. Like Walmart in the U S will release, I don't know what they're called, more generic versions of Dino Riders. I mean, um, looking at it because I have to admit, I've just had to Google that because I couldn't quite remember Dino Riders. The video game arc survival evolved. Isn't that basically Dino Riders? Yeah, actually. Have you seen that game? Yeah, it is. Because, um, very similar. Because Ark Survival Evolved is basically a, P- a PS4 game. I'm sure it's on other platforms, but it's dinosaurs with people on the backs of it, with missile launchers, and there's lots of kind of like, you know, uh, settlement building and settlement attacking, but it's people on dinosaurs. That is Dino Riders. So I think, certainly for me, I've always thought that the whole kind of kaiju fandom is basically built on the foundations of kids who love dinosaurs who never grew up because like my my hobby kind of is grounded in dinosaurs and whenever you get on your um or in your stride joe you come back to dinosaurs in some way or certainly prehistoric because we like dinosaurs it's kind of like proof that there were real monsters i think that's kind of yeah. a neat part about them shall we wrap up for the evening gentlemen Oh, is it that time already? It is indeed, yeah. <laughs> well, definitely thanks for having me on, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, so. It's been a pleasure. Um, Joe, if nothing else. Oh, gosh. Why did you ask me first? Um, 
If nothing else, I'm going to say, go ahead and take a look at Jason's site. You'll find all sorts of great goodies. I always do. But if you're looking for media to state your interests, I'm going to say uh, check out Cartoon Network's Adult Swim Primal. Uh, if you are a, a younger audience or a younger audience member may be with you, do not let them watch that. There are no naughty words or anything. There is no nudity. But you will see gratuitous primal violence. So check that out. It's essentially Devil Dinosaur and Moon Moon like Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy redone in my mind. But it's great stuff. And like I said, the first episode should be free online to watch. So there you are. Splendid. And for myself, if nothing else, uh, I've got two things for you this evening. If you have a Nintendo Switch, check out the game Bad Dream Coma. I have been playing that. It's a point-and-click horror game, but it's absolutely full of kaiju. Um, the kind of the general rule of the game is that you can never die in it, but all of your bad choices hurt your character. So you just kind of get poisoned, you get dragged down, you're kind of your... It, it feels very Lovecraftian, but some of the monsters in it are absolutely terrifying. So it's a point-and-click horror game, but full of kaiju. If you're wanting something more conventionally kaiju from me, I know that, noticed that quite a few people have been sharing it on media, so I'm going to give a shout-out to a new kaiju film titled Howl From Beyond the Fog. Yes! Yeah, oh, that was quite that was quite demonic. Well done, Joe. <laughs> no, good. it's awesome. It looks great. It does look great. Yeah. So directed by Daisuke Sato. What I'm reading here is that the film has a traditional man in suit feel. That the humans are actually played out by puppets. So the it, it, well, the director is going for a classic Toho sort of kaiju dai kind of feel, and I think that's great. So I don't know much about it, and it was recently premiered at a limited audience for Atami Kaiju Film Festival in Japan. So that is new kaiju film, Howl from Beyond the Fog, which should be landing next year for uh, Western audiences. So I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Paul, if nothing else. If nothing else, um, I recently watched a short movie on Amazon Video, Amazon Prime Video, uh, with Alan Maxson in. Um, obviously, he came on the podcast not that long ago to about um, Patina. You finally finished Christmas with Cookie, didn't no, you? No, it wasn't Christmas with Cookie. <laughs> I still have not finished that film. I will do, though. Um, he, did a, he did a film that's it's only five minutes long, and it's called Doodah, and it is a very, very dark film. So children do not watch it. So it's yeah, it's a short film about a guy who goes home with a girl for a one night stand. She's had a bit too much to drink. He's taken advantage of her, and he's going to pay the price. So that's Duda on Amazon Prime. As I say, it's it's just quite refreshing in a dark way. Nice. To our guest, Jason, if nothing else, what can you suggest to our listeners? Uh, well, if nothing else... Yeah, you're not allowed to say go on my site and buy stuff. But you can do. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I was going to say, like, if nothing else, like, I would... Well, it's hard to not say go on my website and check out stuff. <laughs> um, but 
If you want to spend a lot of money, there's X plus figures as always, as we've talked about several times. Um, like we talked about earlier, I would definitely check out some of the NECA figures. I think they're definitely um, stepping up their game. I think they're a very manageable price. Um, as for like movies, like a lot of fandom for me obviously comes from the movies. Um, so for me, if you can or if could, like check out the Criterion Collection. I think that's going to be a valuable, you know, monetarily valuable, but also just for like a collector from that kind of a standpoint. I think that's going to be a nice collection to have in the years to come. It's just, you kind of got to have access to all those movies if you're a fan, at least in my opinion, if you're a level of fan, I kind of be an addict or a, you know, whatever what? you want to say. What classic film would you recommend to our listeners? Like, what what's your favorite? What's your go-to? I think, movie? I think the best movie is probably Mothra vs. Godzilla from 1964. Hmm. I think an actual, like, the best, like, storyline, best movie. Yeah. It's probably not my go-to, but that's the one that I would probably recommend for that. I can't... I love King Kong vs. Godzilla. Um, I... It made hmm. 1962, the, the special effects show that. Um, yeah. But I wore out a VHS copy of that when I was a kid. That was one of my favorite <laughs> movies. Um, Geeter the King, the Three-Headed Monster. Um, kind of any of the movies from the 60s, uh, I would hmm. probably recommend. I'm not hearing him say Godzilla versus Megalon, Alex. <laughs> um, that's because he's saving the best for last. <laughs> Yeah, you, you uh, love you love Godzilla vs. Megalon, don't you, Jason? Right? It was one of the first movies that got me into Godzilla. Yes, there we go. It's See? got it's got it's got that tag team match at yeah. the end as mm-hmm. a kid that was enjoyable. So it's got a place in everyone's heart, Joe. Um, I'm going to eat my words now because we've been talking about it a little bit, Jason, and you've got something special to tell our listeners. Can you share that with us now? Yeah, we wanted to, at Awesome Collector, we wanted to give everyone um, a discount, uh, a promotional discount on anything on the site, like 10% off. Um, the promotion would start, I believe we said next Monday, which would be, I guess, the 9th. Does that sound correct? That does, that does sound correct, yeah. And I could give more details, but basically when you're checking out, you're just going to, you're going to ask for a promo code and it'll just be the, the Kaiju house. I think that's a nice, easy way to uh, just... What should we say? Just Kaiju House um, is the promo you could type in, and you get 10% off your, your entire order. And it would run it for uh, two weeks, so from the 9th, about two, two weeks after that. So if you bought something on, in stock, might not make it to you by Christmas, but uh, you'd still have, you know, a shipping notice maybe. <laughs> so something to look forward to. But, yeah, we just wanted to have a nice promotion. To, yeah. I know a lot of these figures are expensive. I. I completely understand. So I'm just trying to help everybody out a little bit more. It helps me out too, obviously. It gets, uh, gets the word out. You're, so. you're spreading the Christmas spirit. I respect that. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Thank you're you. Good, you're a good you. man. Um, thank you very much, everyone. Watch Godzilla vs. Megalon. It'll change your life. <laughs> and I'm signing off. Thank you. <laughs> Salty. <laughs> change your life. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, as always, it's been a pleasure, and keep it kaiju. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye. Yep, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us at the Curry House today. If you'd like to keep in touch, please follow us at UK Kaiju on both Twitter and Facebook. Kaiju Curry House is part of the Heroes Podcast Network, and you can find out more at heroespodcastnetwork.com. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing. You can do so on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and pretty much any good podcast service on the internet. Thanks very much. Bye. Alex, you've totally, like, just ignited something in my mind. I gave Derek... I gave him a load of shit about collecting Funko Pops, <laughs> yeah. and now Alex has just suddenly ticked a box in my mind. It's just like, oh, no! <laughs> that's, that's it. I don't like that. <laughs> but they don't have the detail. I don't own a single one, and I, I collect everything, and I don't own a single one. When we made our new McDonald's spicy chicken McNuggets, you were praise hands emoji. Then we ran out, and you were streaming tears emoji. Now they're back, so you can be grinning face with sweat emoji. Order ahead on the McDonald's app. For a limited time at participating McDonald's. You went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Oh, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, national average savings by new customer surveyed who saved in 2019.